Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically Blind. I'm your host, Avery. This is a podcast where I share my experience living in vision loss, and we'll also talk about other topics about around diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Well, the week is here. I'm in my first week at my new job. You might hear it in my voice. Um, I'm I'm pretty exhausted right now. Um, I I have started working at companies before, fully remote and virtually. However, the companies I'd worked at, it was more like, okay, here's the access to all the stuff and just work off your own computer. Pluses and minuses to that. But with Amazon, they do provide you with your own computer. And um, I am not a tech-savvy person at all. And I have run into a lot of tech issues. Uh, long story short, first two days of onboarding, I was not able to get into my computer and have everything set up. And you really do hit the ground running with their training program to get you ready. So I've just already felt behind and been very frustrated. And, um, you know, one of my closest friends works um, as a coordinator manager. And so she's sitting there reassuring me and letting me know that this is totally normal and I'm doing fine and I'm doing great. Um, but I just have really high expectations for myself. So it's, it's a little tricky. Um, I'm sure it will get better. It's just, it is very new, a lot of tools I've never heard of before or used. And so there's, there's a lot of setup involved. So I am hoping that I can play a little bit of catch up this weekend and, um, start off next week feeling like I have a little bit better of a grasp on what's going on because right now I am just kind of building the plane as I'm flying, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Um, In other news, uh, the Junior League of Seattle had their annual May celebration where they do the gavel pass to the from the current president to the incoming president and recognize the new members that are officially becoming active members, and they hand out awards to different members um, of different membership statuses within. So, um, And I actually got one of those awards. I got the award for Transformational Leader this year, which was exciting. I will be honest, I did not think that the award was going to me at first. Um, I thought it was going to the EVP who I answered to all year because she did an amazing job. And a lot of what was being said to describe the person receiving the award tracked with her. And, and then they started talking about DEI work. And I was like, wait, what? And then they talked about the emphasis on accessibility. And at that point, the jig was up and I, I, I knew it was probably me. And as it turns out, it was. And I was, um, I didn't cry, but there might have been some like misting, definitely stirred emotions within me for sure. So 
in the midst of a very stressful week so far. I uh, was really glad to get that. It was a real mood booster. Um, kind of needed it, honestly. Like <laughs> I wasn't trying to get an award, but getting that right now was pretty affirming when I'm just kind of feeling so out of my element. Um, but, you know, that happens with every job. What I did want to talk about this week was I was kind of reflecting on situations in my life where I've sought out different groups. You know, the first time that I was really excited to join a group was Girl Scouts. And I was part of that for a very long time. And then the second time that I had sought out a group was in middle school Middle school was a very dark time for me. I did not enjoy it. Would not go back to it for any amount of money (laughs) at all. It was absolute hell. People are just awful to each other in middle school. And there was a point in the sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade, somewhere in there where I really didn't have any friends. And the, there was an option through the um, counseling office to join different clubs. And they had one that was called the Friendship Club. And the whole premise was come to this club meeting and make friends. I was like, that sounds great. I need friends. And so I signed up. I went. Looking back on it now, I'm not sure if it was split up into grades um, because a majority of the people actually were in my grade, but I think there might've been like one person that was a year older. I'm not sure. Any case, joined that, was able to make friends through that, worked out. And then, you know, once I got to high school, I joined tons of clubs and met tons of people that way. I probably made the most friends and and any specific club was probably drama club. I did the plays and, and all of that. And, and then moving to college, I joined a sorority. And I started realizing that without ever knowing that that's what it was called, I for a long time have kind of sought out my own affinity groups in a way. And, you know, with And maybe affinity group, to be fair, isn't the right term for this. This might be more kind of special interest group. But I'd say that definitely the friendship club was an affinity group because it was a group of people that were struggling with the same thing. It was at the very minimum a peer support group. And and then the club's special interest groups for sure, as well as the sorority you do have some unifying qualities as to the fact that you all come to a large place and you're seeking to find a smaller group to connect with. And when you go into the real world and you're finding jobs and you're trying to find your place there, I think everyone doesn't necessarily realize it but I think the people that end up making the most friends as adults because people will say 
oh man, it's just so hard to make friends as an adult. And I don't identify with that personally. And that's just because I've gone out of my way to find different groups to be involved with and to meet new people. And I think that that's where it can get rough. It's harder to come by new people and have a constant stream of different individuals coming into your life as you get older. You know, you're, you're not having a constant new class of people come in every year like it is in school and, and within a sorority or anything. And you're, you're not having social events where you are directly meeting people in a different sorority or a different fraternity. That is a breeding ground for being able to constantly be making new friends, meeting new people. And as we get older, it's harder to do that. And I've said that one of the things that I was really looking forward to with my new job was the fact that I did have a friend at this company within this org that I I knew that I could lean on. I knew that I could ask for help because you you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. At the same time, sometimes you hit a wall where you really can't figure it out. And I know for a fact that there are a ton of new hires that are coming onto the the recruiting teams right now. And so, you know, you I already had so many tech problems. I don't necessarily want to be a problem child. And so it it can be a little daunting to be asking too many questions and having too many problems because you don't want to be looked at as the problem child. And so having someone that you know has your back, knows that you're a smart, capable person and is just going to help you, it, like that's that's such a big thing. But a lot of times when you join a company, that's not the case. This is the first time that has been the case for me where I had a friend there already. Not just like this is the situation where I had a friend specifically on the team, but um, just in general within the company itself, which mind you, if my friend was on a different, in a different org within Amazon, it might be different because it's just such a huge company. Um, but I've usually gone in knowing no one and that can feel so isolating and at Amazon, they do have a lot of different affinity groups that people can join, whether it's about body positivity, whether it's about your racial identity, your gender identity, LGBTQ+, military status, disability, um, interest in wellness, mental health. Like There are so many. I think that there's 16 or 17 different affinity groups, which definitely makes sense within an organization as large as Amazon. And I'm so excited to be able to explore those. Have I done it thus far? No, absolutely not. Honestly, I'm probably not even going to look into them for my first month just because I need it. I need to get my feet underneath me right now. Um, and I have been told by multiple people that your first week within the job is like trying to drink out of a fire hose. It's, it's, it's a lot. Um, but as someone with high expectations, it, it doesn't help to hear that because in my mind, I'm like, well, but this is me and I do great. And so 
in any case, once I, once I do have things figured out, once I do have my footing, I definitely plan to be part of these affinity groups. And, and that's really exciting because none of the other companies I've ever worked at have had affinity groups. The closest that you could have was some would do intramural sports teams, but as discussed, I'm not sporty. Um, being legally blind and being on the intramural volleyball team doesn't really go hand in hand very well. Are there people out there that are legally blind that are probably incredible at volleyball? I don't doubt it. I'm not one of them. (laughs) I'm also not good at the intramural soccer or softball. That's not something that I can do. If they had had an intramural bowling team, I probably could have done that, but we didn't have that. I'm decent. I'm not great, but I'm decent at bowling. And if I practiced, I could probably be good. Um, and so usually the, the only way that I'm able to really meet friends is when there's like a book club, that's, that's where I'm able to, to meet people. But then every once, but you know, like they meet once a month and you kind of meet and you discuss, and then you might see each other and say hi, but that's kind of the end of it. Um, because I just like, there weren't many people within my own team or who sat near me that were part of the book clubs. And so I just didn't really interact. A lot of the people actually sat on a completely different floor than me. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say with this is I wanted to point out just the value and the need for affinity groups, the need to be able to find people who you can connect with. Maybe to an extent you can commiserate and bitch with because you might have a specific experience like having a disability that not everyone goes through life with and they they don't understand the extra barriers that are involved with that. And being able to find that community and letting you know that it's not just you, you're not just by yourself, it makes such a big difference. When I've been in situations where I'm having a hard time, so the organization that I recently quit, I started kind of noticing things pretty early on. I'd say like last July, last August is when kind of some red flags started going off for me. But I wasn't really close to anyone within the group. And so I really thought it was just a me problem. But then as time went on and I had the opportunity to make friends and and have more candid conversations with people, I started finding out that the things that had happened to me and the things that I had noticed and didn't necessarily like, it wasn't just me. The same things were happening to other people. They were issues that other people were noticing it as well. And that was incredibly reassuring because I kind of thought I was losing my mind and spiraling. And the fact that I had other people going, no, it's not just you. And that's the same thing that's happened to me when I've gotten involved with different disability justice groups, where some of the experiences that I've had, I think that maybe it's just my own jaded view on things, but there's a lot of people that move through the world with a disability that feel that same way and have noticed those same things. And again, it's just being able to find those people that can go, no, it's not just you. I feel that way too. It makes 
such a big difference. So whether your company or community or whatever, whether it has an affinity group or not, I really challenge you to go out there and to try to find the people that give you some some commonality, some some common ex- shared experience. Um, the message of this podcast is to to find your friendship club. Find find that group where you know you can get the support that you need um, with people that are looking for the the same kind of outcome as you, because. There were a lot of, there, you know, in that friendship club, there were just a handful of people. But when you don't feel like you have any friends at all, and then all of a sudden you have three or four, you feel like you hit the lottery. And three or four friends, that can make you survive middle school. It can get you through it. And I think that three or four good friends, three or four people that are willing to share experiences and support you in whatever environment you're in and whatever stage of life you're in. I think it can help you get through absolutely any period. So that was kind of the main message that I just really wanted to put out there this week. But I do need to wrap things up because I need to go and uh, try to try to get a handle on my my onboarding. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, please make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer listening to it on. If you haven't already, rate and review the podcast. It's one of the easiest ways to help others discover it. There are social media platforms available. There is a Facebook page as well as an Instagram at basicallyblindpod. And of course, I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.